Hello, my name is Ignacio Salazar. I am the CEO of Highfield Resources. In Highfield, we are developing the MUGA project in Spain. It's going to become a 1 million ton MOP to potash producer. And we are shovel ready, all the permitting behind us, and just making a lot of progress on the financing to start production as soon as possible of the main facilities. And how is it going? Ignacio. Thank you very much, Ignacio. Um, look, um, we, you were only on uh, recently, but things have moved on again. Um, when last time we spoke, you'd um, just got the uh, construction license granted, which was a, a big step, but you've also advanced things on the money front. So can we just talk about some of the, the, the parties that are now involved from a strategic point of view, from a debt point of view, uh, and what that's sort of doing for your balance sheet? Absolutely. Well, just briefly on the on the on the license, the key element is that the that was the last license or key. Obviously, there is a lot to do always, but the key license to allow us to construction. So that loan permitting process is behind us, and, uh, and the permitting risk away. And as I said, so already so very important. Now, from the point of view of the financing, that is this is a, a, probably a very good way to put it. We are really adding building blocks to the or, or pieces of the puzzle here. Uh, already for a while, we got uh, committed and signed the 320 million euros project uh, finance facility with the, well, I think the strongest banks or the leaders in these sort of, of loans, um, Shokgen, BNP Paribas, uh, Natixis, and uh, ING. And uh, in addition to that, and part of the exercise of syndicating the 320 million. We got recently announced the, the well, two other banks, HSBC, very well known internationally, but very much driven by the Spanish uh, office here to join the, that syndicate. And Caja Rural de Navarra is the, well, not only Spanish, but Navarra, our region where the project is sitting. Savings Bank is it's the bank who is financing and providing finance to farmers in, in, in the area. So very, I would say, very much uh, relevant to, to our business. No? So that together uh, with, I mean, that strengthens and confirms and reconfirms these 320 million. In addition to that, a non-binding term sheet and a lot of work has been ongoing with the Macquarie Bank, uh, sorry, the non-binding term sheet is what we had, but again, recently we signed final documentation with Macquarie, expanded a bit the uh, 23 million euros. Finally, we got up to 27 million euros of um, lease finance for uh, mining equipment. So all of that is uh, the 320 plus the 27 from Macquarie are already in place and uh, well, fully committed and, and signed uh, with with all these groups. Right, so just, uh, okay, the, the, the debt component we talked about last time, and I don't think that was in doubt as long as you kind of hit, hit the um, hit the deliverables, right? With the with the equity, it leaves to sort of another circa 100, 120 or, or so, right? Uh, and if I get that it'll be phased as well. So um, Macquarie is the first step in terms of the equipment and operating lease finance. Um, You've we you've talked about you know convertibles in there and is it as well so there's a real kind of blended alternative uh, financing on the equity front. Can you just kind of break that down for us because that that's the expensive bit I guess. 
Yeah, no, absolutely, Matthew. So we, uh, all of that has has been, well, I would say consolidated, but a, a lot of work uh, for, for quite a few months. And, and as well, a lot of the diligence, I think it's important from that point of view. But from yesterday, that is the big news. Now is a convertible note that has been signed with, well, EMR, uh, private equity in Australia, very well known, obviously. And um, we, I'm a long time supporter of the company, joined the company in 2014 and 27% uh, shareholder and another uh, also long supporter and very active supporter, Tectonic, a, a smaller group as well based in Australia. So two key shareholders have provided the company yesterday that was announced a convertible note up to, uh, of uh, 25 uh, million Aussie dollars, 18 from EMR and seven from Tectonic, and uh, well, very very important at this stage to to get this support from these two shareholders. That will provide runway to get us fully prepared and ready for the for the construction of the main facilities. No, right. So that that's sort of sort of around fifty million bucks level, and we need to kind of get up to sort of like 100, 100, 120. So again, how and when do you um, feel that that's going to come through? Absolutely, because that that money, this investment is strategic, obviously, by nature and the support of these key shareholders, but also, I would say, strategic in our uh, financing uh, strategy, if I can be a bit redundant on that, because uh, there's been quite a lot of work ongoing with uh, investors that could, from the finance side and from the business side, that could provide... Uh, support to the final funding and well at the end of the day uh, we will go to the market with whatever is left but with the the license and the permitting risk uh, behind us that is uh, obviously the opportunity to get good deals from our perspective with the strategic investors has clearly increased and i think that this last uh, support from the key shareholders is an additional uh, well, support and an endorsement to allow us to do this work properly. No? So, right, okay. But, but can, if, I, if I may, you know, so what you've got is, and you've assembled a, you know, the, a cast of the great and the good of the finance world, um, is uh, an offtake strategic offtake partner uh, potential for you here? And again, so just trying to reduce the kind of dilutory component to, you know, funding this project through over the next two, two and a half years. Absolutely. So we typically, I like to split the strategic investors. No, we always talk about the strategic investors in two big groups. One is financial strategic, the other one business strategic. The business strategics, I just start with them, is what you typically would be an off-taker that provides some uh, additional funding to the company in addition to an off-take deal. We were very carefully managing our um Offtake uh, deals up to this point, we have all more than double of our production in non-binding deals. But we, I mean, we discussed this before, Matthew, that uh, the strongest point of this company is the the location and the mark and the access to the market. So for us, it's not an issue. How do we handle and 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 push the the product away? It is well, we see that as a real asset, and we want to sort of crystallize the value of that asset signing an offtake with a strategic partner. And in parallel, we are running some other processes. What, again, I call the financial strategics are more the sort of debt type of structures as well 
um, where we get again an strategic partner, but more from a purely financial perspective rather than a business uh, a business partner. Okay, so the, 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 those conversations are ongoing. As you've, like you, I know you've delivered a lot over the last six months. Well, and before, and before, but especially um, over the last six months. Um, so jurisdiction, I kind of get it. You know, well, well located for multiple markets, and you know, the, the, the transport costs are a big part of this. And you know, being a low quartile producer, low decile producer, is is also critical to you. But you have got construction risk now. That's where you move through. It was financial risk before. Now it's construction risk. You've got the money. Or we're starting to you know put all of the money in place to be able to do that. I noticed you've made a, an appointment recently for the. Um, for, for that as well, you know, because you need to build a team out as well. And you're going to have to build the team out quite rapidly um, as well. So can you just tell us a little bit what you're trying to do there? Uh, absolutely. No, no, very, very good point. So obviously we are looking at the construction of the main facilities. It's nothing that we take for granted. Or I mean, it's obviously all the effort and the emphasis has been on the permitting and financing, but we know very soon we are moving into construction. And for that, uh, as you say, we hire this is uh, Carles Aleman is former his former president of ICL in Spain so he's, he's a man with a lot of relevant experience obviously in Spain and in potash um, both mining and, and processing in the plant and marketing uh, by the way also so very very relevant working for us as I said from last week yeah, he's going to be in charge of the plant construction so um this again this uh, deal with emr and tectonic i think is going to be key i mean these few months that where we will finalize the finance impact we uh, we are going to strengthen uh, as, as you say we will move from a group of 30 people to an effort obviously with contractors close to 1000 no full construction so that i think is going to be very important we give ourselves the best chance we also optimize uh, engineering. So we start construction. I mean, th that is the way I like to work these things with a few cards up our sleeve uh, because things will, are not going to be always running according to plan. So we are prepared with for all contingencies. No? We, we feel that the amounts of, of money and the numbers we are, and because have been not only uh, run, I think, very carefully by us, but sort of retested by uh, our process with the banks, the diligence with them, due diligence with other companies are put us in a very good position also to manage the construction going forward. Okay, and I, th I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, yes, you're getting the endorsement from strategic partners and financial partners and you know, potentially marketing partners too. Um, so, so that's all very, very encouraging, but even they must be looking at the kind of Belarus, Russia, situation and trying to gauge whether this is a temporary blip or a five-year blip and you know what that could do if your business if those markets kind of come back on tap so in terms of a defensible strategy from from you you know what have you got what would you point us to yeah i, th I think uh, i mean even before the the war in ukraine i mean this project has been uh, very very strong from a, a it's a very high margin, very low cost, uh, very impressive economics, no? And that was before the war and it's going to remain like that in the future. So basically that puts the, I mean, the cycle, I mean, we are looking at a mine life of 30 years and hopefully the project is going to be running for 50, 70, 80 years. Uh, we will see everything, but you will have a lot of other peers that will be suffering a lot more than this company when we are top margin in the industry, no? I mean, 
that in general longer term, but looking at the what is going on in Ukraine and in Russia and Belarus, basically uh, longer term, shorter term things go up and down, but longer term, a lot of projects were meant to be built, looking at the future in the portfolio and the funnel of projects uh, being built and all expansions to be made. The big uh, uh, proportion of that was meant to be in Russia. And uh, that is, we know that hasn't happened. The, either the decision has not been made, the financing was not there. So we will be ahead of all of this and we will have a few years, even if we go through our construction now, compared to many other projects that weren't to be running now and will, are not going ahead. Right, okay. I hear what you're saying in terms of, in terms of um, timing and, and, and the kind of cost structure as, as part of the defense. Um, what would you say to investors looking into this project uh, in terms of looking to you know, pick up some shares from you? Potash, not a lot of people understand Potash or you know, what, what MOP actually is. You know, why it's a good space to in, in invest into. And on top of that, you layer in on top of that the fact that this is a two, two and a half year build phase. Why should they jump in now versus just buy their time and wait till you finish constructing this thing? What's going to happen in that two, two and a half years? It, well, I, I think now it's a very, I mean, let me start looking a bit backwards now. Uh, I mean, a lot of the big concerns about this company or this project was permitting, not like in many other uh, projects, uh, but, but well, in this, no doubt specifically, and that is behind us. So that is a huge piece of news that... Um, that I think still needs to be assimilated. People need really to really pinch their <laughs> themselves and realize this is this is real. No, that is behind us. We are very close to get the financing. Uh, it is a lot. Of, I think the team we we start to show uh, the, the, the strength of the team, the construction team, but uh, going forward and uh, and longer term, the fundamentals are there. The POTAS MOP market. I mean, again, is probably some confusion with SOP market, a lot bigger MOP, 10 times as big, um, especially in Australia, no, which is mostly SOP project, but 10 times as big. And right now going through being Russian, Belarus, uh, number two and three producers, a big geopolitical move. Uh, Europe, no doubt as well, realizing that um, European production makes a big difference. When you are in the middle of our project, you go around. We have to push aside some farmers so we can build the mine. No, it's, it, we are literally. I mean, there are some uh, lamp and sheep uh, right now uh, where we are going to build the plant. So we really will have to the access to the markets in a commodity like this is a massive is a massive plus. No, we see the gap between European prices and Vancouver prices only increasing and and the traditional for many years gap has been hundred dollars per ton you know and when our operating cost is is less than that a total operating cost so that that in itself leaving aside that we are a lot our mineralization a lot more close to surface what means in terms of being a lot more efficient and and the infrastructure i mean when you are in a high volume commodity the key trouble with a project like those uh, is to build and, and develop infrastructure. That is not, when we talk about construction, we are not talking about building a port or building a motorway or whatever. That All of that is already there. No? So I think this uh, permitting was huge uh, critical point and now is behind us. Financing, we are, I mean, with I think the recent support from EMR Tectonic, amazing getting there. 
and uh, and I think is is simply well, I think a dream for many years that uh, should be coming through pretty soon. Okay, and just remind me of the numbers on around the economics, okay? Because obviously, you know, the pricing is up at the moment, but even if you even if you put a kind of massive discount on on that, or maybe even revert back to these sort of 2019 um, prices, this this thing makes money for sure. Um, what do your current economic studies say about how quickly you get into cash flow and what that looks like? Because I'm trying to work on a sustain, sustaining basis how to value this company. So how can you help me? So uh, we are, I mean, our uh, economic and the, the, uh, the, the recent, uh, we put at the end of 2022, feasibility study at long-term uh, potash prices, we are making, the company has a value, well, uh, the project, an MPV of 2 billion uh, euros. And uh, basically, we are putting an initial capex of 436 uh, million euros in what we call, it is phase one, which is half of the production, half a million tons. We will, I mean, once the risk, in probably three or four years, the risk from a technical marketing um, and financing uh, point of view go into phase two, adding to one million, and we will be with one million, we will be generating an EBITDA of, uh, Head of uh, 300 million euros per year, no. So obviously, have to go through construction is not a, a small step, uh, but this will be a well money machine once you start to to get into into production and generating and producing one million tons of potas in the middle of the market. Well, I think people are excited to see um, how you go through the phases and how you get there, and you know when you start throwing off that cash. And more importantly, what you start doing with it. Um, I think dividends will be high on people's minds. Uh, Ignacio, I appreciate the update. Congrats on the uh, financing and, and you know getting all of that, all of those finance uh, companies on board. We look forward to seeing how you get on over the next few months. Very good. No, thanks. Uh, that was very good to catch up, Matthew. Cheers.